The following show features episodic breakdowns of Jackass, either performed by professionals or under the supervision of professionals. For your safety, avoid listening to this podcast at all times. Hi, I'm Mikey Aaronworth. I'm Jason Wellwood. And I'm Chris Aaronworth. Welcome to Jackass. Welcome to Jackass. It's the podcast where we're on a path of destruction through every single episode of Jackass. We are just three lifelong fans of the show reliving the belly laughs, bad ideas, broken bones, and bam margeras. But today we are only two friends who are big fans of the series because uh, we're not joined by one person. That is Chris. I uh, couldn't make it today. He may join us in a, in a little bit of the way through. This is like we're recording a, a live yeah. podcast for you guys. Yeah. It's kind of exciting for everyone. Oh, yeah. A little, little surprise element there. Yes. Oh, you could. I think you could accurately say one fan, one fan. I, I don't like this show very much. You it's, wait. Is that actually true? What Viva La Bam? I thought I liked it, and now that we're at the end, just hey, spoiler listener, this is the final <laughs> episode of season one. Now that we're at the end, yeah, I'm kind of realizing I don't really like this show very much. Really? I don't know. You I know don't what's know, funny man. is is There's the first downs, but... the first episode or two, I was like, oh, this is going to be a slog. Like, I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of this. After I would say the midway point was actually the strongest point of this, and you actually missed yeah. a few of those. Uh, or no, we did mostly Viva the Le- Bam no, when no, you no, were no, away no. on yeah, vacation. Wild boys, wild boys. Yeah, right. Sorry, sorry, sorry. No, but I actually I I kind of took to it. I was surprised it it did turn its way around. I thought that the last episode of the season, this one, was a fucking mess. It was all oh, yeah. over the place. It's a mess. I, I don't even know. Like usually, if you're new to this podcast, first of all, thanks for listening. Secondly, we also have this over on YouTube with some video clips. This episode is going to be a little bit weird because it's just just going to be me jay doesn't use video and my brother's not here chris isn't here <laughs> anyway but go see you could we, we feed in some of the clips so you can kind of watch along listen along and when we pipe in the clips you'll yeah, be able yeah. to, to to see what we're talking about um but i i i don't even know how we're supposed to structure this usually we go kind of stunt by stunt segment by segment this was so rapid fire that all i was thinking when i was watching it was like fucking good luck jay good luck figuring this one out because i wouldn't know how to lead this episode i was rapid fire on my notes the whole fucking time i was looking up looking down at the keyboard i was just typing fast because the shit comes fast in this one but uh, hopefully we'll be able to somewhat piece this episode took me about if it's a if it's a 20 minute episode it took me about 35 40 minutes to watch because i had to yeah, keep stopping to keep it to make notes it. yeah totally um and this one it's a little crazy now i'm gonna just throw a little i'm, I'm gonna be a little two-faced right now because i said i don't like the show regular this harvey is, dent okay yeah yeah baby because this episode i actually was inspired by when i was younger and i think that's where it comes down to i think when i was younger i could be more in tune with the vibe that this show comes like brings across to the viewer and that's a very hey i'm not trying to be a dick here, but Bam Margera is got one hell of an ego. He's very full of himself. He's cocky. That's true. I think the show like exudes that as well as an extension of his personality. Like you get it just watching it. You kind of feel like a bit of a douchebag watching it. It is very douchey. And this is like <laughs> so. the forefront and the spearhead of that MTV culture. And it's like, like, yeah. so I get it. I, it, it, you definitely have that sense of cockiness. And like, as a kid, you're like, this guy is the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life. And as an adult, right. I'm like, that kid would piss me off. If that kid were in my, I'm yeah. kind of on the neighborhood side. In now, this, in this there's one. a lot of, there's a lot of fun to be had here. Don't get me wrong. It's not like a painful watch for me, but I've just learned over the past season that yeah i don't think i resonate with this anymore and surprisingly i don't think i should at this point in my life like that's not sure it's not a surprise is what i mean but it's just watching this again um like i said this was an episode that stuck out to me and this is something that i didn't even realize it must have just been like burrowed into my subconscious here this is something that i tried to set up with my friends and the concept no here is a scavenger hunt that takes place all across their you know, their town and on the outskirts and it's, it's done overnight here. And the idea is that they have this big list of ridiculous tasks. We're going to get into what some of those are, but you can imagine being that this is Viva La Bam, they're pretty stupid, Um, but you get points awarded to your team for completing things while you're out and about. Um, This is something that I wanted to do. Like I said, I put this together. I was trying to get my friends in on it. I don't even remember when it was probably early twenties or late, late teens after I'd graduated high school. And I really wanted to do this. It just back then nobody had any fucking money. So it's hard to do something like this and be like, Hey, take a week off of work so we can drive around and act like a bunch of dickheads never ended up happening. But I still have the document. I actually found it after I watched the episode and yeah, I, 
No can joke. Can you read like, us some of the crazier, crazier things you have on there? Do you have those I can available? Bring it up. Like I, this is. I don't know. Why I didn't prepare it, but I'm gonna go grab it right now because I definitely do have it somewhere. Um, well, I'll but, say I'll say this while while you go take a quick yeah, look yeah, for yeah. it. I'll, I'll I'll do what we do in the podcast business uh, called vamping, where I'll just kind of speak for a little bit uh, and give you time to do whatever it is you need to do. Listen, you may not have had all that much money out there, and if that's what the if that's the thing that was preventing you and your friends from doing the scavenger hunt, you didn't need all that much. Just five hundred dollars for a car. Like they, I don't know where these guys are doing their car shopping from, but like yeah. in my mind, five hundred dollars is not enough for a car, even if it's falling apart. Uh, but that's like what a great idea starting this off by going to a junk dealer or something like that. Five hundred dollars per car. They'll customize it like it's fucking grade school arts and crafts. Yeah, like like making the name of their team, designing the cars, painting the cars, putting words and demolishing them like pre-demolishing them to give them sort of a uh, 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 like a Dukes of Hazard kind of feel or Mad Max kind of feel to them. I guess Mad Max is a better uh, example than Dukes of Hazard. But alas, here we are. What a great way to start. As soon as I hear scavenger hunt, like my first thought in this episode was, fuck, yeah, I love scavenger hunts. This is this is amazing. I love doing them. And I think they're a great concept in a TV show as well. Uh, So I get why you would have made that list. Did you did you were you able to pull that up? Yeah, I got it right in front of me. There's a hundred tasks. I am not going to read them all. Yeah, we. I don't know what the fuck I was thinking. I, I can't remember. Someone definitely helped me with this, but I, I can't. It's so long ago. I can't recall who, but th- there was some brainstorming going on. Now, a lot of them are fucking stupid because I was mm-hmm. like, probably well, like 19 you made them. years old. Yeah. And yeah, because yeah, yeah. I made them. Yeah. yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> Give me a break. But uh, I do got to just comment on that quickly because you were mentioning like they went and got some like real junker cars and they mm-hmm. tricked them out. This reminded me of the start of Jackass the movie where Knoxville goes right. and gets the car and enters the destruction right. derby. In fact, like I kind of wondered if that's where they got the idea from. Like, you know, hey, we did that before. That was, you know, that worked out pretty good. Let's go get some more shitty vehicles. And uh, yeah, they're f- full force here. Um now it's like our, they had they had that uh, that dump on or that I shouldn't call it a dump because I'm sure there's I don't know can you offend people who run parts harbors or whatever you'd call them a part a part sales salvage company or whatever the fuck I don't know but they probably had one on speed dial for this for sure all right so I'm gonna go into a, a couple tasks like I said some of them aren't good so i'm skipping the shitty ones and i'm I'm really just scrambling here i should have prepared this before but let's see what we got I'll, I'll pick a couple off the list uh okay well here's one that's straight ripped from cky uh perform a fire in the hole at a fast food drive-thru oh so, dude you were one of them you Fuck can you. see you can see <laughs> yeah you. Now, the truth is out it's revealed <laughs> who i really was L- listen like this is what i mean like back then it was all about the attitude and that like uh-huh. you know I was obviously trying to emulate this thing. It's fucking embarrassing now, by the way. I wish I didn't say anything, but it's just, you know, there's shit in there that is like this, that is detrimental to other humans. And then there's things that is just detrimental to ourselves. Uh, like mm-hmm. take a urinal piss with pants down to the angles, to the ankles. Uh, I like that. See, that's Must a great be a minimum, minimum of three strangers in the washroom <laughs> at the time. Of- yeah, I was gonna say. I was gonna say that that's like that's like good. That's just like f- good fun, good clean fun for everyone. It's yeah. also flat out indecent exposure. So like you can't, like, sure. you also can't do that. But whatever, that one's a little bit more understandable than the fire in the hole. To me, is like anytime you do something that a minimum wage worker is gonna have to clean up after it just feels like the the biggest dick move that you can do because they already don't want to be there they already hate you and then their punishment for not strangling you to death is that they have to uh clean up a like a diet coke that's that's now all over their sneakers yeah man i mean the list goes on and on i don't want to spend too much time here but i'll just I'll fire off a, cute, a few rapid fire listen to an entire dragon force album on the drive full blast windows holy down. shit dude that's a good one uh i don't think i could do that personally uh, i would rather walk through fire and flames than listen yeah, to a so. full dragon force yeah no i'm good uh what else we got go to a pawn shop and successfully pawn your pants off uh oh my god that's so good dude take a poop at an open house viewing and do not flush (laughs) uh eat eat an entire stick of butter Ugh, no Uh, thanks i'll do the pooping i won't do the butter eating but the person who eats the butter should probably do the pooping if i'm being honest (laughs) (laughs) uh oh 
Oh man, there's there's too there's many. some good ones there. I think that's probably good. I don't think yeah, I need I to think, go I think and that's a good insight into young but, you Jay know, and his friends. So I'm just saying, this episode had a ripple effect. Um, there was definitely something about this. It's I think it's just the freedom of like going out with your friends. And for me, it would have been like a whole week or a weekend. Them, them, they did it in six hours. And like I said, it all takes place at nighttime, which is probably for a good reason. I think they're trying to conceal some of the shit they're doing. I would imagine. In the night is the best way to get away with things. Um, So yeah, I think we should just jump right into it. Like we said, this episode's a bit of a fucking mess. So just bear with us. We'll do our best. It's it's as much Um, of a mess. It's as chaotic as the start of this episode when Bam's car drives through the garage door into, into Ape and Phil's house. Yeah, exactly. And I love <laughs> just jumps out of the car, you know, the garage door comes ripping off the hinges and he's he's out of the car. The first thing he says is, uh, ape, we got these cars. They only cost five hundred dollars. <laughs> and he's like a little boy. He's so excited he here. He's starting ranting and raving about a scavenger hunt. And he says, whoever wins, we, they get to do whatever they want with the family piano. Don't know where yeah. the fuck this came from, but that's the premise of the episode right there. It's it's amazing that like it, this just feels like I, I'm not saying anything new here, but Bam Margera just found a way to make the perfect life he's always wanted to live. Uh, give him millions of dollars. He did like he did life right. I mean, apart from like later on, because we all know he struggled with addiction and all that stuff, uh, which is which is which is tough. But but the this era of his life, you couldn't have asked for a better makeup than he had. Um, but you're right. Like his, his, his childlike nature and whimsy in this scene is so funny to me. Like he says, he's like, he's like, we paid $500 for this cars. We can, we, we got names on the cars and we could do whatever we want. We could ram them into garage doors if we want. Even yeah. He's already done that. Like, it's like, like buying great. a cheap car gives you license to do all those things. Like, yeah, this yes. is totally fine now. I just, you're totally right. The way he says it with such glee and, uh, self-assuredness, it's, it's, uh, it's a treat. Um, so. So the party starts basically uh th- we get a little uh peek back in time i suppose to the junkyard yeah, we, and how we the tarantino our way to the junkyard we certainly do and here's where it's laid out to us the teams that are going to be taking place and each team shows off the vehicle they purchase so yes uh, we start off with team narkill which is bam margera's team they give them weird names in the reveal here there's like scavenger vert street and hunter which i don't know why they didn't just give us the real names but yeah okay. like the names sure. of, of the people in the cars which yeah. i was like who is this team like narkill the whole episode i didn't know that was bam's car because in the beginning they're like narkill and i wrote the names down and yeah it's like scavenger or whatever the fuck i'm like why not just tell me it's bam margera like he i guess he just exactly. doesn't care so, i'm just sitting here thinking bam margera what will he do next oh fuck off with that <laughs> <laughs> so i know obviously vert he's a he's a skater and he does some skating later in the episode so aside from that i can only assume bam is scavenger because it's the first one that came up and of course you're going to put him at the front no idea sure. who street and hunter are and i watched the whole episode i still don't know who the fuck yeah there were a lot of people I, I did not uh did not recognize so, this uh, we've got Team Policia. Uh, this is Driver, Shotgun, and Driver 2. Now, Driver and Shotgun, I believe this is uh, Rab himself and Ryan Dunn. Not sure who is who, but Driver 2 is for sure Don Vito. So <laughs> come up with a better name. Um, yeah, He's driving away from them, I think. Yeah. Ladyboy, Team Ladyboy, which is Ladyboy and Neurosurgeon. I think that's Raytheon and someone else. Uh, Raytheon yeah. and fucking brandon i think anyway yeah yeah i I mean i have it like written down later but it wasn't until midway through the episode that i realized that oh shit those names like again i didn't realize they were supposed to refer to people because when it shows the title cards they're all like filtered out and i'm like i guess i just don't know who these people are and then when they say when they say the next one bloodhound gang i was like is that the actual fucking bloodhound gang it is it is actually the bloodhound gang and if there's a word you're telling me it's jimmy pop evil jared guinea pig and rick the driver all of them i guess sure it sounds yeah yes (laughs) i gotta say though about bloodhound gang this kind of caught me off guard they show them all like they show the bloodhound gang in this they're all fucking nerds you can't tell me they're nerds. They like, yeah, sure I, not. there's no way they've ever done it. Like we've seen on the discovery channel. There's not a chance. I like, you look at the look Dude. in their faces. They, they don't, they do missionary once a week with their partner and that's it. They wrote a song. And I said this on the last episode when they came up with, when Chris mentioned them, 
That was just all Ralph Wig- Wiggum, Ralph Wiggum quotes from The Simpsons. I mean, you have <laughs> to amazing. be a fucking nerd. That's true. To be able to do something like that. And I knew it was the Bloodhound Gang, even if we didn't get like an official, hey, like here's the Bloodhound Gang. And then they show them playing, you know, their right. instruments live or something. Like it is actually them because I remember there's another episode. We might have watched it already. I can't remember if it comes later or not, but where they are in the episode and their bass player is just this huge hulking, like, bulky he looks like a giant and i saw mm-hmm. him here in this episode i'm like oh that's the fucking guy i remember him so um yeah bloodhound gang is in in the episode if there's a word for nepotism for you know your favorite <laughs> bands that you just happen to hang out with i guess that's that's what this is um Fair. so yeah, there band you go. loves that band loves doing that yeah that's that's the lineup, and we are going to head back to the Margera household and get ready to go. Now, the idea here is that Ape and Phil will stay home and t- keep score via the phone. Uh, so they're just going to sit in the kitchen. Basically, Bam will call in, and he gives her specific instructions. When I say what I did, you write it down. And I don't know if you noticed this, but they got this, like this porn music, like that wah pedal <laughs> 1970s. <laughs> yeah. And for some reason, I don't know if it was just an editing mistake, but the music is so fucking loud that I can barely hear what Bam is saying here. It's it's so true. Like, I think they I just tried why. to dial the energy in this episode up to 11. Like, Maybe, I barely, yeah. I feel like I was high when I was watching this episode. It was just, like, too much going on at any given yeah. time. But here's the thing. Like, I when, as soon as they cut back to the house and Ape and Phil are there in the quiet taking notes for everyone like this is how i know i've gotten too old is that i'm like that looks lovely i would love to be keeping score during the scavenger hunt in the same way that when it comes to halloween these days i'm like i would rather be at home handing out halloween than going trick-or-treating like i'm just i've reached that age at this point this is ridiculous but i wrote down that same thing there's a part Mm -hmm. where ape and phil are sitting there and she's like other couples would be out dancing or watching a movie right now and we're at home you know giving points for (laughs) dudes like pissing on other dudes and stuff and i was just kind of like you know what though (laughs) best of both worlds honestly (laughs) that's so bad i mean i Uh, want to have a calm day that does involve the concept of dudes pissing on dudes can i not have both yeah no it is the best of both world world you don't actually have to be in the vicinity of the pissing there's no chance of splashback but you still get to hear the stories (laughs) and feel like you're there yeah. Um, so really, I think it's a win-win. Um, now, listen, I don't know how they were determining points. At least initially, they didn't explain that. But they just give a wedgie to a guy on the hood of the car as soon as they start the race. And I'm just like thinking, okay, well, if this is just how we do things, then fuck going anywhere. Let's just stay in the parking lot and give each other wedgie- wedgies all night. Right. Just rack um, up the points. But that's they, true, they though. Do, they don't, uh, I, don't think, I don't think they show you the list and the points. They don't do that until no, later. They do. So when they, they, they do. They do, but it, oh, it did comes they right, right like, in the beginning. Okay. Once everyone's pulling out, they show you the list and there are point values. And that's where I got the idea, but you're correct in missing that. Like it's so poorly explained that you kind of just have to watch to figure no, it out. Yeah. So I knew that there were, there was a list because especially later on, like Rab and Dunn try to like change or like add things to it. And those weren't allowed. But I thought that at this point, when they first start showing the wedgies, I was, I don't know that they had at this point shown the list maybe maybe they did and i missed it and i was just like i was like all right i guess they just do whatever they want yeah. and at that point i started thinking like it's probably they probably just told them to go out and wreak havoc and then in post they would assign points to it but then it turns out that's not true there was a a bible that they were going by totally yeah and everybody's pulling out here of the parking lot of phil and ape's house and you start to feel the excitement because like i said if this was something you were to do and be a part of i think you could relate to that feeling of it's just you know you and the boys going out to cause some havoc and you know that you got six hours and you're just gonna have like you know a lot of stories by the time you get back yeah this was an exciting part of the episode for sure but everybody's rolling out um the next thing we see in the madness is in bam's car they're they're driving out somewhere and they decide to eat a booger so i don't even want to talk about this this was so fucking gross the thing is, like, I think they should have given more points for this because they gave 20 100%. points. 100%. But I feel like I would not want to eat, especially in, like, you know, pandemic times. Just the thought of <laughs> eating someone else's booger is just a bunch of red flags. By the um, way, I love the way you say it. Because I say booger, as as a normal cultured human being would say. I'm but saying you booger, say bo- man. You say no, no. booger, and yeah, I dude. love it. Come on, I'm really accentuating the double O in there. It's booger. booger. Does a cow moo or does a cow... Mo. I count muzz. <laughs> so I'm just saying. That's all I'm saying. I may have went to, to school in a small rural town ruled by 
goth cowboys, but I still know how to say booger, goddammit. <laughs> uh, now, the next one we get in the list is, and this is just cutting back and forth. I'll do my best to tell you which team we're with, but sometimes that's going to be tricky. Uh, Ladyboy, I believe. They get spit on by a llama. Don't know where they found a llama in the middle of the I was going to say, they really locked out. They really locked out. Like, was the person making that list just like, okay, let's do something there's no way anyone could get, and they're reading the list, and they're like, a llama? And they look at each other, and then look out the window, okay. and there's a fucking llama sitting there. Hold Hold like, on a right. sec. Did you just say llama? Yeah, llama. Yeah, fuck you. I said llama. I think we're going to be button heads a lot here. It's llama. It's definitely llama. You know how I know that it's llama is because I've seen I've seen um, uh, Emperor's New Groove about a thousand times. Yeah, but have you ever seen llamas eating their pajamas? Down but by llamas the bay? in pajamas? <laughs> <laughs> hey, know, here's, here's here's one what? thing that we kind of glossed over that that uh-huh. I, I i noticed when they were introducing the teams and, and you keep seeing this show up because it's it's the bloodhound gang's vehicle but they're driving a bus like a big bus that's one of my favorites i i also oh, yeah. love the uh the police vehicle that was a really cool vibe to it i think it has an axe in it or something like that but the bus was great it was giving me serious vigilante eight vibes do you remember yes. that video game oh man i thought that one? the same thing i had the same yes. thought yes 100 it was a vehicular combat game yeah. kind of like twisted metal but uh, more prevalent on the N64 and kind of a little bit more kitty. like Twisted Metal was very Twisted Metal was more like the tone of this episode of Viva La Bam and Vigilante 8 was more the tone of the last episode of Viva La Bam where it was kind of like playful yeah it's kitty more like shitty because oh it was a great game what are you talking it's about not very good no it was, it was a great game I, I 100%ed that game go back and play it you will see it, it does not hold up well I tried recently it was it was a disappointing experience it ruined many good childhood memories but well Jay that sounds like the concept of my other podcast the retrograde where we go back and replay <laughs> retro games if I'm gonna plug that right now yeah no definitely go uh, listen to that have everything you know and love destroyed by this yes. gentleman right here who doesn't know how to pronounce many common words in the English language properly. <laughs> Bull hey, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> fuck, fuck me. Wasn't that like an Austin Powers? Fuck me. Yeah, fuck you and fuck me. There's the twins, the twins in Austin Powers. Oh, God. Yeah, that's. there's probably all sorts of cultural red flags, speaking of red flags and that. Yeah. That, uh Hey, at least it's not the love guru, all right? Uh, let's <laughs> let's uh, get back to the scavenger hunt for a sec, shall we? Uh, bowl, a, bowl a strike with cheesy shoes. Now, without some explanation, viewer, you might be thinking, listener, you might be thinking, what the fuck does that even mean? Well, we're speaking of the sport of bowling yes. with cheese, liquid cheese in your bowling shoes. Simple. Um, I, I fucking loved this one. The visual was, here we- is amazing. The visual, the visual is unreal because they start by just pouring like hot cheese in a bowling shoe and then someone puts their foot in it. And, you know, there are those little holes in a bowling shoe that kind of, I guess they're because bowlers are fucking sweaty and typically very out of shape and, and should have played something else and spent their time in a more productive way. So so much so that their athletic sneakers need to have holes in them to, to air themselves out. But through those holes, all the cheese started to spray like it was a, one of those fucking Play-Doh things where you, you push yes, it through yeah, and yeah, yeah. strings out it was it was so satisfying to watch yeah it's like the spaghetti hair you know that little yes. guy you push it down all the plate of spaghetti Dude, hair comes out. i yeah. was that was the reference i was going for and i was like there's no way this is way too specific for people to understand so i just said like a play-doh toy oh come on everybody remembers that if you were born in our generation you remember that shit you remember the the easy bake oven for boys yes well, was that like, like the creepy crawly one like it was yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of like yes Except it's a bunch of, of jelly spiders. Eat. Yeah, it was like they just make these hard jelly spiders. We used to have that. Um, don't know why I had to bring that up. It's really not relevant. Um, but yeah, one thing that kind of got me thinking here is when they do the bowling strike, I was thinking, okay, they're going to go into a bowling alley. But no, they just seem to have all the items for this on hand because they're just in a parking lot somewhere doing it, which is kind of funny. Well, but um, then they do go into the bowling alley to, to actually they, yeah, bowl a strike. Another team does later. They do it properly. Yes. We'll, we'll get yes, to that. D- yeah, okay. Um, cause Deco does some stuff there that I really, appreciate. that's a great, great segment. Hot chick lingerie is what they say next, which isn't very well explained <laughs> until I see Don Vito in a lingerie shop and I'm starting to get a little uncomfortable. I don't oh, like man. these two things combined. I, I don't agree like with you, man. Bit. I agree. I know that I've started to kind of like pull back on my Don Vito criticism, but this was not a good one. I did mm. not enjoy this one. So they send Don Vito in there. This is Dunn's team, by the way. So Dunn and Rab and Vito, um, 
they send him in to get a nice lady to try on some hot lingerie. And she does it. So she plays along. I mean, hey, there's a fucking camera. Why not? I want to be on TV. Uh, sure. That is more revealing than I would have thought for just like a bystander in a store to go and put on. Because like, she's like, it's like one of those like V tapers to the to the vag, you know? So yes. like you can almost They call it a vag see. taper. That's what the V stands for. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Thank you. <laughs> so she's like, you know, it's it's fairly revealing for just like someone just that you randomly encountered to put on. So I, I give her props for doing that and have yeah. the confidence. What I don't like, however, is Don Vito sitting directly outside the change room on a chair. Like he's like as close proximity. I kind of makes me wonder if he was peeking in the curtain. A hundred percent. And then he does that whole like checking the tag thing. So he yeah. can like put his hand up against her, her breath. Like it was just like, it's that's bad enough anyway. And I know people get on us for being too like, hmm, that was bad and the t- whatever. But like this one, especially knowing what Don Vito has done is just like, OK, let's let's roll past this. Well, obviously, they can't edit it out of the show because the show exists as it was. But it just in in hindsight does not make me feel good. Yeah. And I usually feel really good when I'm I'm, I'm looking at women in lingerie. That's a fun thing to look at. I'm, yeah. I'm a big fan of that. And Don I've, Vito stripped that away from me. I couldn't even get a boner. I tried. <laughs> He takes up too much of the frame. That's true. Uh, if you did, if you did get a boner in that scene, 80% of it is owed to Don Vito because you're, you're looking at he's, that's how much of the screen he's it, taken folks. up. If this is not 16 by nine, this is four, three ratio. Exactly. Here. Yeah. Very little real estate to play with. <laughs> uh, so they're on the phone. Now Vito's calling to report in that he's fucking disgusting, a disgusting human being. And he, you know, somehow deserves to be re- rewarded for his behavior. Yes. Uh, and here we go. He, he says he scored points at the birds and the bees. I have no fucking clue what he's talking about. <laughs> I don't think he knows either. He's probably forgotten what just happened. He's like a goldfish in the yeah. last, you know, 10 minutes or so. And Ape says, okay, what's your team name? He says, number two. What's your name? Number two. Number two. We're number two. <laughs> and then she says, did you trade pants with the stranger? And he's just screaming number two. Like he's not even listening no. Uh, he's really upset. I, I don't know. Maybe he's just got blue balls or whatever, and he's just feeling a little irritated. But I think he just spent too much time growing up near Three Mile Island. I think yeah. that's his problem, really. Yeah, I forgot about the, all the radiation. Yeah. <laughs> he's like so a now, fucking super mutant in Fallout, dude. Like, that guy's <laughs> it's just not not all there. Yeah, they, can't go back and play those games now. Thanks, Mikey. <laughs> uh, now, we cut back to the Margera household, and there's beeping outside. Mikey, could you just give us a quick, a little bit of Foley, uh, some, some a beep. truck reverse? Reversing, please. Beep, 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 beep. Thank you. That'll do. Um, <coughs> so Ape <Beep>. asks. <clears throat> oh, you want to keep going? Well, I uh, like. You can be like the uh, music, <laughs> from farther the music away. Bed. I'll, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, that's good. Ape, uh, Ape asks like eighteen times in a row. What is that thing? What, what is, is that, that thing? thing? What, Mikey, is that what is thing? that thing? What is that thing? What is, what that, is thing? that thing? It's what a wrecking ball. Thing? That's what it yeah, is. It's a wrecking ball. Go to grade school. Jesus Christ. They didn't teach you construction machines or or what? Like any construction how machines. Did you not that know what a, that is. Yeah, I don't know if they have construction machines as a class at your golf cowboy high school, Jay, but uh, uh we didn't learn that. I learned all that from Blast Core, another <laughs> N64 game. I learned it from the village people. Hey, um, that's a good one. Yeah. Look, it gets brought out in front of the house. That's such an old reference. God, like even that is a little bit beyond my age range. But like, I, I remember it, but I wasn't like at the clubs when that was hot. And look at me referencing it on this podcast in 2022. Yeah. Holy shit. Uh, yeah, we are getting old, buddy. <laughs> yeah, so it's a, it's a wrecking ball in front of the house. She freaks out. That thing's getting a little too close for comfort. And she calls Bam to find out what's going on. He says, if I win, I have an idea up my sleeve. Phil asks, is the house safe? Nothing's really safe, says Bam Margera, which is pretty much like, that's like a line from a movie trailer right there. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Exactly. So here's what I kind of got a kick. I don't know if I got a kick out of it or just kind of took me, took, I was taken aback for a second when he says, okay, fat boy, I got to get back to work. And Phil's just like, okay. I know. I I saw that too. I was like, I would never call that. I'd like... Even if I, even if he knew I were joking, I could never say that to my dad and he's I never know. beat me. He's never, but it's just like, that's my fucking dad. Like, I, I don't know, man. Good on him. I'm sure it, it's fine with them. They got a good relationship, but no, I couldn't do it. 
But here we are, back to the Bloodhound Gang, getting 10 points for trying to throw a turkey through the car window. And then we get a montage of everybody giving it a go. Seems like a popular list item. Uh, it's like Olympic shot put in here. Those yes. windows will not break. Uh, I believe it's uh, Rake Yon's team, I think. Yeah. Having quite a bit of trouble down in the parking lot there. They attempt after attempt, they just cannot get it through. This was one of my favorite segments. I loved it. I just, the concept of it was so absurd that I, I really enjoyed it until I was along for the ride because they're all having fun with it until one of the teams gets it after a bunch of tries. It may have been Raytheon's team and the celebrations get like way too fucking manly, like way too manly. Like, dude, yeah, it's like a you still have cup. turkey grease. Yeah, you know. exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like, you have turkey on grease other. on your hands. You cannot be like beating your chest with that. It's too absurd. I was like, move on to the next one. Yeah, especially if it's uncooked. Somebody's going to get salmonella and then the fun's yeah. all over. <laughs> exactly. Come on. That's probably guys. a thing on their scavenger hunt, though. Get salmonella. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so Ladyboy <laughs> Lady is leading the pack at this rate. We get a little stat update. Uh, the Bloodhound Gang is now calling in to get an old lady to flip off the camera. Ape asks, did she do it topless? And I love how they have subtasks underneath the tasks. Like yes, you've got yes. flip off the camera topless you're gonna get bonus points come on guys that's that's it's, genius here's the thing though um, it's like i i can't help but watch these shows with this sense of like there are real human beings behind them because their answer to was she topless is no and thank god for that <laughs> and imagine because like she has to sign a uh, uh a release to say like yeah you can put my face on the show without blurring it out so she's probably like gathering like hey my grandchildren like they know about the show viva la bam come see how cool your grandma is and they right. show it and they see the little scene and then you have someone like saying thank god we didn't see her tits like that would suck so bad as that person and the whole family just like oh boy well i mean i think the family they might out of respect say oh boy but they're all thinking the same thing no one oh, wants 100%. to see grandma yeah. well especially because right. she's a family member right yeah sorry grandma uh sorry, would, you grandma. Do, would you do this next one if pressured if just put yourself in the car for a second mikey you're it's testosterone left and right you're young. You're in your 20s. You don't give a fuck. You're greasy. You're lubed up. You're like covered in turkey grease. You're just ready to fucking go. Would you let a little kid, like a seven-year-old kid, boot you in the balls? Because you know there's no discretion there. The seven-year-olds don't fucking fuck around. They just kick hard. When they're asked to kick, they're going to kick, baby. Honestly, what, that's one of the it? few things. No, that's one of the few things I wouldn't. Because so much of life is about like you want to do something that's going to uh, give you a progression towards some sort of success. And ultimately, success to me is like having a family and kids and this and that. So if I'm jeopardizing that by letting a kid kick me in the balls, like my balls are kind of the most important thing in my life. I, I really try to take care of them, both in terms of my grooming regiment and in terms of their uh, lack of getting kicked by seven year olds, because I want them to maintain themselves the older I get. So I'm going to say no on that one. Someone else is going to have to do it. Okay, you probably could have just said no. I, I don't think we needed the part about the grooming regimen, but well, thank it's just you for something the, I got to do, Jay. I just got to paint a picture for the listener. And by the way, if you no, are looking saying. for a painted picture of my groomed genitals, I I, I am selling those for thirteen fifty out of the trunk of my car. Yeah, and he'll uh, he'll include kind of like when you you know like when uh, WWE released a piece of the wrestling canvas in the bottom of the video game. If you bought the special edition, Mikey will right. cut off one of his pubes and place it in the frame in the bottom corner. And I he'll only actually arrange left. the pube. He'll grow them out long enough that he can arrange it into his own signature. Uh, he'll yes. Do some little doodle art with it. So exactly. Yeah. I call it noodle art because it's like my wiener, ah, but I mean, that's just me. That's noodle. just me having fun with it. You know? No, I totally see where you're going with that one. Um, and this next one on the scavenger hunt list was pretty straightforward. And I feel like they only put it in there because, you know, we got to get more skateboarding into the, it seems like that's a thing. Like we always got to have a skate break in Viva La Bam and this is it here. They do uh, Ollie a gap, Tim O'Connor. He must be vert. I imagine this is who vert is. He does three attempts and makes the gap. So there you go. Way to go. Tim O'Connor. Congratulations. Your five seconds of fame on Viva La Bam are now expired. <laughs> Brandon and the gang are going bowling. And this is what we were talking about earlier. They fucking did it right. They didn't just go yes. in a parking lot and bowl. They went in. They paid admission to book a bowling lane for long enough to just do this one task. And yep, cheese in the shoes. Same thing happens. Spaghetti hair out of the holes in the shoes. But Brandon goes the extra mile. And this is why I love him. He'll do anything just to entertain and get his friends laughing. Yes. He... 
takes the cheese. This is the liquid nacho cheese, and he slicks his hair back like a greaser with this cheese. It's so it gross, but I love it. The look. Dude, I love it so much. And I love the thought that this was early enough into the scavenger hunt that the rest of the time they were just rolling around in the car with that stinky cheese hair. It's great. He doesn't Um, clean it off. You see it for the rest of the episode. And I fucking love how confident he is. He's like, they're like, how many times are you going to need? He's like, I I only need one try. And I would like to believe that that wasn't editing magic, that he actually nailed a strike on his first shot. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah, I hope so. But uh, we've had our fun there. Lady Boy is now in the lead, breaking 100 points. They're the first to do that. Bam does a shopping cart. You know, shopping carts from CKY. We know them very well, yeah. Early episode, Jack. Our first episode, actually. Go listen to that. Ooh, we probably sound... I mean, Mikey was podcasting all the time, but I probably sound like a scared school child or or something along those lines. Uh, Well, I mean, you still do, so... yeah. You sound like a school child who spent the night around Don Vito. Thanks. Again, going back to what I said on the on the pube uh, ball <laughs> regimen answer, probably didn't need the extra. You know, you probably could have just said, yes, you do sound like that. But again, thank you for the bonus content. I Mikey. like to add flavor, like a, a flavor <laughs> to the jokes. Another layer. I like that. So there you go. Bam's all hurt and shit as they haul him out of the bush. And now we've got eat six eggs. Now, I take offense to this one. I, come on we've all had a three egg omelet in the morning you're only oh, yeah eating, this is like the equivalent of eating two of those sure they're not cooked but team lady boy is here and after like two eggs the dude's gagging i could do that come on he's spitting he's Easy. choking up it's fucking eggs just swallow them and get on with it i in don't fact, know what i the big used to do that here. after working out like at this thing that that like my trainer was like you gotta do like he was one of those trainers like you gotta just run raw eggs all over whatever. it's like it's not a good thing to do but i was just like okay this is what i'm gonna do the the, the fact that one of these guys did it one egg at a time is the dumbest shit in the world you put them all into a cup and chug it back like the other guy did it that's that's the smart way to do it And if you do it that way it's really not that bad rocky could do it you can do it yes i was just about to ask was your trainer mickey goldmill yeah he was he was (laughs) so here we go little did we know mikey the surprise reveal all of those eggs were actually filled with jackass pubes you know we get the mm, pull down the, McGahees as well they let him get some band and everybody laughs at him ah you just ate yeah. our pubes like yeah exactly I, seriously i don't know why he was gagging so much it's just eggs dude come on come on uh swim in a nasty lake they have to go and extract some water from this nasty this lake looks no, like no no jay they had a different uh subtitle for this one and it was, was one it? of my favorite things in this episode because it made it. it's okay. it's so visually or like it, it it's like it's like poetry it, the title is it, like you all you get you get the points and the line is mud from a sick lake that's it mud okay. from a sick lake is like a fucking nine inch nails album like what are we what are we talking about here yeah that the top of that lake it's like you know someone forgot to skim the fat off it, it looks like a pussy infected oh. cut that you just didn't deal with and something grew over it. It's got yep. bubbles. It's green and yellow and white. And it, oh man, like the fact that Bam jumped in there, I like for ten and points, drank some no of less. it and drank some of it. Yes, for ten points, Mikey. I, like I boys, I know like a tapeworm. They're all the rage these days. But it, was that really worth the ten points to go and fuck up your digestive system permanently? <laughs> I would Honestly, do that. what people don't understand is like this could actually get you insanely sick. Yeah, like incredibly sick. Um, it's it's a funny title and everything. But again, this is another one where I'm like, I don't think you guys realize how bad this could actually be for you. And Bam looks terrified to jump in that water. Like he'd be fucking awful at Wild Boys because it's like night and he doesn't want to night. It's not even about how dirty the water is. He's just like, I don't even want to go in there. Like he'd be terrible at Wild Boys. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, like, we're giving them, we're giving them shit here for doing it, and I'm not saying I would, so I guess props to them for actually doing it. But it is a really fucking stupid thing to do. I totally um, agree. Uh, another old lady corrupts our youth with a camera flip off. Still, we didn't, we didn't get the topless, but hey, we tried. Um, French kiss from a stranger is not next on the list. Now, of course, this has to be on the scavenger hunt list. And I think if you're going to do this, you have to evaluate your team. That's the only thing. You got to have an honest evaluation of who's in your lineup and who's going to look their best with their shirt off. I think they picked a good one. This I think they did. Ellis. You know, he's a big guy. He's got nice broad shoulders. He's, he's somewhat handsome. I mean, he doesn't look too bad. He's got, uh, you know, the armpit hair kind of coming out from the crevices there. I think he's the right kind of, this is a, this is a man that I could French kiss 
uh, on camera and not feel totally ashamed of myself. So they, he, they here's the thing, off. though. I agree with everything you're saying. Like he, he's the right choice. This is the guy you go with for this. He's probably gotten away with shit like this his entire life because uh, he's that perfect amount of bold and not awful looking. But he he the way he French kisses this person is the most disgusting thing I've ever seen in my oh, life. Yeah. And it just made me feel bad for women because if that's what they have to put up with that. And I'm sure I do this. I'm sure I'm no better. I'm sure I think I'm looking hot and doing it the right way. It, it must fucking suck to kiss guys, myself included. Maybe not you, Jay. Maybe you're more sensual than we are. But, I, but I when know. I take my shirt off in a convenience store and make out with someone, I bet you it looks the same way. Yeah. I'm only sensual when I practice with your brother. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> And like a true gentleman, he immediately threatens to pull his penis out afterwards, which I got the wires crossed here, and I thought he was just being disgusting with this poor young lady. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, he's doing it to get more points because one of the list items is get kicked out of the store. So there you that go. That was they, so they funny because he, he he did it in a way where I don't think the, the person working at the convenience store expected it. And he's like, kick me out or I'm pulling my dick out. And she's like, get the fuck out of here. And he's like, we did it. Yeah. It was like he was trying to rob so the good. place. He was aggressive yeah, about yeah, yeah. it. Yeah. 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 With his penis. Uh, this next one is, I guess, probably my favorite on the list, actually. this They go to a tattoo shop. You know where this is going. Extreme Ink I, I is love the name. It. And, yeah. okay, if you could pick anyone in the episode who's going to get the tattoo, we already all know. I almost don't even have to say it's Ryan Dunn because it's 100%. Ryan Dunn. And it's I love, him or Bam. I feel like Bam would have done this as well. I love the conversation he has with the tattoo artist when they walk in because it's almost like you wouldn't even know they were doing a scavenger hunt. He doesn't even play into it. He's just like, yeah, thinking of getting a math problem. I was thinking like yeah. five plus nine. Five plus four, equals, four equals, five nine. Plus four equals nine. Yeah. Five yeah. plus four equals nine would be cool. So like the fact that he just goes in there and he's all smiles and they're like, yeah, sure. Fuck it. Whatever. Like they don't even ask. Like some tattoo artists and tattoo shops are really good about this. That if someone comes in late at night and they ask for something really fucking stupid, they'll either not tattoo you or they'll get you to sign a waiver or something saying hey yes. you came yes. in here asking for this because a lot of you know you have a night out with the boys you're wasted you go do so, something like this but i just love that the well, tattoo artist is like fuck it let's do it yeah oh he's game but technically a, a tattoo artist isn't allowed to give a tattoo if someone's inebriated like if they smell beer on you they're not yeah. supposed to to give you but some of them do let me ask you this mikey what about yeah. nacho cheese the smell of nacho cheese if they smell that on you yeah uh, well, then then they have to give you the tattoo for free, actually. Okay. That's Noted. listen, people, this is a you want to hear hashtag life hack. This is another hashtag life hack. Dump nacho cheese all over you and ask for five plus four equals nine on your foot. They have to give it to you for free. And then they have to tell you if they're a cop, if you ask them. Yeah. And it makes for a great mid tattoo snack. If you could bring yes, along a bag exactly. of exactly. with you. Um, listen, guys, the tattoo is the best part. It ha it doesn't get better than this, in my opinion. Just seeing that and he gets it on his ankle, like the top of his ankle. I love it. Right above the foot. It, it, yeah, it, it's a nice course, tattoo. Honestly, it's pretty ankle? cool. I, I'm going to point out my own stupidity. I did just say right above the foot, which is traditionally where the ankle is located. <laughs> uh, for those of you who maybe failed anatomy. I love those sticks go. that are just above my palm. Those those five little sticks <laughs> just above my palm. Those are my favorite parts of the body. <laughs> you mean your penis, right? <laughs> well, it depends on what I'm holding. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so Team Policia is in the lead, and uh, they got 40 points for the tattoo. I, I think you could have give more for something that's yeah. permanent, but still, yeah. okay. It's on the higher end of the spectrum for what we've seen so far. This next one, suck a fart for 30 points. They got the beer bong out and all. And to be fair, Bam, I didn't see a whole lot of sucking going on. I saw a whole lot of cringing and turning away. I don't know how you got points for this. I don't know, dude. I, this this is one of the worst of the... If you look, I had to rewind it because I thought I was seeing something. But if you look at the at the the tube, like the clear tube of the fart, so it's basically like a beer bong, and one guy sticks it against his ass and farts in it. There's liquid in the in the the tube when Bam sucks on it. It's fucking disgusting. It is so gross. Now we don't actually know what the weather was because Chris isn't here at the time of this episode when it was recorded. So it right. it's hard to report if that was ass juice or condensation. But uh, it, we'll have to leave this one up to mystery at this point. I, 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 I would like to believe it's ass juice. And, and that is, I think, the only time in my life I'll say that. But yeah. I, I would love to not, believe that it's ass juice. You're not thinking of doing a startup 
company asked you for like post-workout nutrition no that's been done it's been done i looked into it yeah i tried to start a kickstarter and that that market's been cornered man damn son of a bitch i thought we were onto something there but uh (laughs) meanwhile back at team policia it's time to get a girl's bra they literally just walk up to a couple sitting in a parking lot at a convenience store. They roll down the window and uh, they get this girl's bra from, I can only assume they're dating or uh, maybe they were just having a bit of an encounter. I don't know what's (laughs) going on here, Uh, but she gives it and Rab puts it on Dunn's head to which he says, it's so warm. I can only imagine, (laughs) Dunn, is this the first time you've experienced this? It's just such a strange thing to say, but I thought it was funny uh, nonetheless. Yeah. It's such an Dunn was good in this episode, man. I, th- I think Dunn was. was Dunn was ha- had a lot of good moments in this one. I didn't love the way that this scene progressed, though. It felt like they were really pressuring her to, to actually show her tits on on camera. Yes. And it didn't look then. like she was that comfortable, but then was kind of like, oh, I guess if they're just leaning on this, like I got to do it. I didn't love I didn't love that moment, to be honest. And especially because yeah. it wasn't even on the list. They just made it up because they just wanted to see her. I wrote that down. Was this actually on the list? No, because remember when they start, when they tabulate points at the end of the episode, they actually say it's like, oh, we don't care if you saw someone's tits like that. That's that wasn't on the list. You can't just make it up and say 50 points. OK, so it counts if it's a grandma. But if it's just regular tits, then we're not interested. Yes, exactly. And sorry, grandma. Exactly. I didn't mean to offend our, uh, you know, elderly listeners by insinuating that grandma tits are not regular in some way. A couple episodes form, ago, I alienate our entire a couple episodes ago, I alienate our, our, our 80% of our listener base by by claiming that Americans aren't our rivals in hockey. And now the other 20% old women who want to show their tits. This is this is you just cutting them off, Jake. Well done. Well, this is how it's uh, death by a thousand cuts on this podcast. Yes. So, <laughs> yes. 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 This next one. A lot of people would argue that listening to this podcast feels like death by a thousand cuts. <laughs> Yes, and so far we're somewhere around 45, so you got a long way to go. Uh, the next one, get a piggyback from a police officer, and they get it, too, and first they get try. It. All good cops go to heaven, Mikey. That's all I'm saying. Hey, I was going to say that. I was going to say, first of all, no shit he doesn't show his face. It's blurred out, so yeah. good, of you course. You lose your job pretty quickly. Secondly, AJ, turns out not all cops are bastards. Yeah. I was, Yeah. I guess, but we, I mean, we don't, that's, that's the a cab thing, right? Yeah. That's yeah. What people are going to expect us to say I, because I that, yeah, I know. I know we got to just pick a side already, Mikey. Come on, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just pissing everyone off. Apparently listen, uh, Felicia's car stops and breaks down. Sorry, Policia. It's, it's your journey has come to an end. They yes. call AAA, and I'm just thinking they have AAA for these cars. Hmm, really? <laughs> well, because they painted they painted AAA on the side of the car. That's the funniest shit in the world, dude. They, they were the joking. Joke. I don't think they actually called AAA. Over my head. Well, we'll see, because time's almost up, and everybody's got to get home somehow, Mikey. Narkill gets home first. That is the Bam Margera team. Ladyboy comes in next. Um, that, that is the, I believe... Oh, fuck it. Who cares at this point? Bloodhound Kang comes in and then Policia <laughs> is next on a tow truck and uh, they give themselves 10 points because they got a tow, I guess. So you can they do tried. That. They kept trying to give themselves points. You know what? Here's a cool thing, Jan. I don't know if you incorporated this into your uh, failed uh, uh, scavenger hunt, but shouldn't there have been as like a little cool bonus, like 50 extra points to the first team that comes back? So you're kind of trying to gauge. It's like you can stay out there all you want and try to get, yeah. but there is a benefit to being the first one back. No, that's actually a like that a genius idea that should have been yeah, implemented. Right? In That'd fact, cool. there was another missed opportunity here that I don't know if uh, you caught this or not. But okay, MTV, I know this is the early days of edgy reality TV, but you missed the golden opportunity here. Just like any good competitive cooking show or show where they're about to reveal the house. You don't go and the winner is and then just reveal the winner. You go to commercial. You go to commercial. No, you gotta go to commercial, man. Come on. Missed opportunity. Those Uh, advertisers, those advertisers just cringing, just rolling in their graves. And I don't know why all these dead people are advertising in which they have graves to roll, but they were rolling. Yes. Cutthroat kitchen. They were like Fred Durst rolling, 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 rolling. Thank you for cutting off my cutthroat kitchen joke. <laughs> I refuse to give the punchline on that. We are moving forward because in a, in a way, I don't have to explain what just happened. Fuck you. Okay, listen. Uh, they go to the um, the kitchen, which is strangely not painted blue. What's going on here? Yes, right. 
Are we out of sequence? From a couple episodes ago. A couple episodes. I think this whole series was filmed out of sequence, yes. So it's time to get everyone gathered around and, um, yeah, announce the winners. And they do it backwards, which I think is the way to go. You want a little It's a way pain, to do it. So give them points Always for that. Always the way to do it. In fourth place, I was a little disappointed to see the Bloodhound Gang came in fourth place. Of course that was going to be the case, though. Come on. They're not going to be as badass as fucking Bam Margera. Maybe they just had trouble parking. I mean, they, yeah. they were driving a fucking <laughs> yeah, school bus too. after that's all. That's true, too. In yeah. third place, we had Ladyboy, which is Deco, Rake, and London. Yeah. London. Hmm. Not sure who London. that is. And in first place, I mean, come on. Couldn't you have guessed it at this point? I feel like this had to be a little bit rigged. I just feel like it had to. 100, I totally agree. I was so fucking pissed off when, when Narkill got say? first place. Yeah. Bam Margera, obviously. I was so, I was so, I was like, there's no way. There's no way. It was definitely Policia. Policia 100% won. Yeah, Ryan, Ryan Dunn. Dunn got a tattoo of a math problem. Exactly. On the thing above his foot. What was that again? Uh, apparently, I failed anatomy as well. Uh, um, <laughs> I was trying to make fun of myself for the ankle thing. Forget about it. Listen, the, the it, foothead. The foothead. Yeah, the head there's a the forehead foot. and there's a foothead. It's yes. just above the foot. The sh- it's above the shaft of the yeah, foot. Yeah. Uh, so I was just blown away here that they won because it just felt a little too convenient, but I don't know. Maybe they did. We, we will never know because they don't give us an official report of who did what at the end of the episode, right. which maybe would have been cool if they elaborated a bit more or showed some recaps to see where, you yeah, know, I would have liked that, you know, but that's, so you have it. That's what it is. Um, now they're all starting to argue. I don't even know how this argument begun, but they're arguing with Don Vito as to whether or not he got tongue from a girl. And I'm just thinking, right. wait a minute, who fucking kissed Vito? Uh-huh. Young lady, your parents made some mistakes. That's all I'm saying. I'm <laughs> very, very it's sorry. His his because I think it's one of those things where it was one of those like sub awards where it's like kiss a stranger and if you get tongue, it's more points. And if he oh. got those points, they actually would have won. And uh, and and Don Vito's pissed off as always. And they get the you get the subtitles as as you always you always do. I think that's one of my favorite things on this show when they get the subtitles going for Don Vito. My two favorite ones. I did two Tawala tongue. And she chatuckly tongued each other. Those, I think, win for most inefficient ways what? to describe anything that he's saying. Those were the two subtitles. Oh, man, that's rough. And hey, if, you know, urban legend has taught us anything, it's, well, A, you just don't kiss Don Vito, but B, you don't kiss him because he's got these barbs in his tongue that once he latches onto you, he will consume <laughs> your entire body from the head down. He will. It's He's parasitic in that way. You're yeah. putting your life at risk by doing so. Yes. And I hope that young lady was either A, digested quickly or uh, escaped and has gone back to reevaluate her own life. You talked about grandma and being embarrassed about those, you know, not getting to see her titties on the episode. I can only wonder what the family of this young lady must think. I bet, I bet that kissing Don Vito tastes like drinking water from the mud sick lake. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> Real lagoon creature he is. Now, we got to wrap this up. This is the end of this whole season one. I, I mean, at this point, you kind of wonder, okay, they're probably thinking we got to have some big finale to send this show off. Who knows if we're going to get another season, right? So right. this is where the whole wrecking ball thing comes into play. Bam is one. You can kind of put two and two together. He mentioned earlier that the family piano is now his to do with what Ever he pleases with with it. So they're going to take it outside to the crane. They pick the thing up. Everybody's carrying it around. Someone's playing a little bit of a, like an old timey jig Dude, as they're moving it out. Which that is was my favorite thing about this. It was the it was one of the singers in Bloodhound Gang. He keeps going mm-hmm. as they're carrying this heavy ass fucking piano out, which like when they in terms of like comedy, when when they think of a placeholder for heavy object it's always pianos because they're so fucking heavy and it's like everyone's trying to roll it out he just keeps playing like old tiny tunes and everyone is so fucking pissed off at him i found that hilarious oh man it was great he was getting some genuine laughs though from from everybody carrying the piano he kept doing it yeah um and yeah they get it outside they hook it up to the crane and underneath the piano is policia the rival to the narkill car uh, they're going to drop this piano onto the vehicle to finish it off, and they do it after a lot of a lot of suspense. Like I think they out suspensed me. Like they did it a little uh-huh. too long. When they finally yeah. drop it, just about nothing happens to that car. It was really. it was weak, it was man. It was weak. 
Yeah. And the whole time went like with all the suspense, all I was thinking was like, imagine how pissed off Jamie from Mythbusters would be at the lack of safety protocol and something like this. Like in this, they would have to be 300 feet away from this piano falling on the car. If this were on the Mythbusters set, but they're like, they're like three feet away and it's swaying in the wind. And they're just like, I don't know. I guess we'll be all right. I guess can't nothing to worry about here. Splinters can't kill me. <laughs> yeah. So they drop it. And I mean, that's it, man. The Except decides. the Bloodhound Gang guy tries to play it again when it's broken on the ground, and that true. was another real good button on this. True, true. Without that, I think I would have been a couple points more disappointed, but that that, yes. that guy saved the day. Uh, the team decides that they're going to reconvene the next day to check in one last time, and we come back to a familiar site. I believe this happened after episode one or two, if I remember correctly, where they've gotten a violation from the town, and yes. they're now getting kicked out of the township for too many complaints. Their three yes. strikes are up, and uh, they just show a bit of a montage here of all the shit they did from season one, and just kind of kind of hammer that point home whether this was a real thing or not i don't know but uh, that's how they're i doubt that it was because the words for like like here are the things that they uh, apparently got called out for home modification without a permit sure illegal skating event i can't believe that that's an ordinance in this city noise ordinance construction without a permit illegal castle wall like there's no way that that's real and public (laughs) nuisance but i i will say that this was such a clever way to recap the season just saying like this is all the crazy shit we did and we got a bunch of complaints for it and now this gives us an excuse to do a montage i thought that was actually super clever i'm gonna build a medieval castle wall and those heathens are going to pay for it (laughs) well listen that's the end of the episode credits roll um bam has like a post credits thing where he gets someone to kiss his ass for 10 points yeah look gross Dude says, oh, it's wet, dude. And I think yeah. that's, that's the perfect way to end the season because so am I. I'm so, so wet. I'm dude. soaking wet. That's the end of the season. Phew, we did Just it, thinking though. about that that lady who gave the finger to uh, to the camera. It made me wet, baby. <laughs> Soaked me right up. I flooded yeah. my basement. <laughs> oh, man. And we, we hope we flooded your basement, too. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Viva La Bam. This is the Jackass Podcast, the Jackass Podcast, and I know we've taken a bit of a detour, and we were so happy to have you along with us for Wild Boys for this, but I think it's about time, Sir Mikey, that we go back to our roots. Mm-hmm. How about you? I you think so. That? Look, it's kind of perfect timing, because next week, we have the release of Jackass Forever. I mean, what a fucking special moment for all of us. It comes out on the Friday. This 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 uh, podcast usually comes out on on the Thursday. I think we delay the release of the episode until the Friday so that we can get out there like day and date of Jackass coming out. Get you your, your uh, a review podcast out there as soon as we possibly can. Uh, what do you think about that, Jay? You want to push the release one day just for this day alone? Yeah, I think that's what we need to do because. I would really hate to miss this opportunity. We have been bringing you, you know, the closest look at Jackass via podcast out there. At least that's my self, uh, self-assumed self statement. I'm making that statement right now. Um, and we want to be the Jackass podcast that you go to to get the hit of nostalgia. And it's going to take you back to the days when you were younger and careless and your body worked better than it does now. And you could emulate some of this crazy shit and... The reason I'm going on this tangent is because I want you to know that we're, I, I said it on the last episode. I want to fucking say it again. We want to be the first jackass podcast to have an Hell episode yeah, out covering this fucking movie. And that's our goal. So we're going to try our very best to have this thing ready for you on Friday. I can't say at this point how early that'll be, but we will do our best. Yes, exactly. Because it's going to take some time to edit. We're going to have to record on Friday as well, because we're going to watch it probably Thursday at midnight or at some point on Friday. But as early as we can get this out to you guys, we will. Man, I'm excited. And uh, we hope you are, too. And remember, you can check us out on Instagram and Twitter at JackassedPod. If you have anything you want to share with us, some hype for the movie coming out or any memories or yeah, just you want to come say hi, come find us there. Do it up. Do it up. We're going to be a bit more active on there, especially leading up to the release of the movie. Uh, so thanks for everyone joining us. Season one of Evil of Bam. Remember, please share this podcast with your friends and family. And uh, if you can, if you're a fan of the show, hey, maybe hype up next week's episode for us. Let people know Stand that, up. hey, if they want more Jackass forever after they've went and seen the movie, 
give us a listen because we're going to be all over that. So until then, thanks again for joining us. Bye. I'm Jason Wellwood. Bye. I'm Mikey Aaronworth. Bye. I'm Chris Aaronworth. And this has been Jack Monster. He said Cookie Monster. C is for Cookie. J is for Jackass. Oh, that's much better. Why is it like that? <laughs>